knows? I don't know anyone here. Everything keeps changing. Why is this happening to me? I'm sure glad you're here. Advocate for an abused or neglected child in your community. There's a child in foster care waiting for a CASA volunteer like you. Find a program near you at louisianacasa.org. Sponsored by Louisiana CASA. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, have defenses figured the Dolphins' offense out. I think they've figured out that Tua Tungavailoa isn't very good. Woo! We're talking to Keyshawn Carlin right now. Who <laughs> <laughs> is all that? You're going to owe an apology Post to Keyshawn for that world. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, John. Pelicans get the big win last night, 119-118. And first place, Chef Scotty, of the Western Conference. At least for tonight. tonight. They are in first place. Zion Williamson, 43 points. That is a career high. He scores the final 14 points. He had 10 points at halftime, 19 in the third. He was absolutely unbelievable. That performance to me has me thinking of one thing in particular. We've also talked with Deshaun Reed, who covers the Raiders for the athletic talk to him about Derek Carr and why it didn't work and he also believes there's going to be some teams looking for his services what do the Raiders do he does think they're going to try to maybe see if they can trade him or not but he does have that no trade clause so if it gets to that point do they just outright release him Scott I think if he's released the Colts the Jets the Saints will likely call right there's no doubt there's a relationship Dennis Allen he Drafted Derek Carr his first year with, with the Raiders there. So, you know, when you think about it, it would make sense from that standpoint of it as well. I don't think the Saints would be in the mix that much if it's it had to come down to trade and he they were battling different teams because you don't have that first-round pick. You don't have a couple of other picks, players, contracts, all those different aspects of it. Not saying it wouldn't be in play because I know they went all in with Deshaun Watson. Last but, year, and he didn't choose them, but they were going all in. So, yeah, but, because I saw them do that, I'm not going to sit there and say they won't make a play for Derek Carr, but the Deshaun thing was not only picks, and it was money, and they were all and, in on that. And they didn't have the money. Well, like I said, I, I still think part of that was to make sure the Falcons and Panthers didn't get them. Now, I also read yesterday that the Falcons could also be a team that could be calling Derek Carr as well. So... Let's see what happens when the end of the season comes. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. How do we know that Atlanta's, his young quarterback, their young quarterback, Reddick? Ritter. Ritter, I'm sorry. I mean, I think the jury's still out on him. I mean, you know, he has Todd McShay came out with his mock draft. Alfred, I'll get to you in a quick sec. Uh, Todd McShay mock draft, I think, last week. Yeah. And he had them going with Will Levis. The quarterback from Kentucky. 
Yeah, so I kind he's of another long shot. I, I, mean, I understand, you know, but I was surprised that he would put a quarterback after yeah. drafting a quarterback last year with Cincinnati. But you saw him here against the Saints. I, I think it's too early, obviously, to whether that he's good or was not. Out of town. But um, you know, we'll see. Alfred, thank you for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover. How are you? Hello, Mr. K. I'm doing great. Wonderful. Every superlative. My wife and I are driving to Dallas as we speak for uh, a little football game coming up January 2nd. And it's been such a thrill to pull for Tulane this year. Uh, they've, they've played to their potential in practically every game they've had. And it's just been a sheer delight. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, the game last night before uh, the night before uh, we left for Dallas. Uh, li- I-, I was able to watch the game and listen to the television broadcast and simultaneously listen to the game on the radio with Mr. Uh, with Mr. Graff. And uh, I-, I had the best of both worlds. Graff's enthusiasm cannot be matched. Right, and it was great to hear. Oh, there's my other phone. It was great to uh, to hear the uh, the insights of uh, Mr. Daniels and uh, Joel. They do such a great job, man. Yeah. Obviously, before I got the yeah. job this year, that that's what I did. I'd have the television broadcast on, and then I would use the app, the Pelicans app. And I would put that like right ear level on my couch cushion. So, yeah. and it's a delay. So, which was great because I'm mm-hmm. watching live, you know, and Antonio and Joel call the play. And if it was a big play, I couldn't wait because I know about seven seconds later, the graph is going to yeah. give me the reaction as well. So, right. no, it's good stuff, man. I'm actually going to play. It's a wonderful um, experience. No, man, good look. Question, hey, safe tr- yeah, go ahead. Um. John DeShazer, is he, is he having health problems or? Is he no longer part of the the crew? No, no, he, the he, he's a he's a part of it. He uh, was undergoing and has undergone his final treatments for cancer. Um, he's doing oh, well. Wow. He's in recovery, and he will be with us hopefully before March. March is kind of what I've heard as of late, but I promise you, he can't. He texts us every game, so I mean, we're we're staying in touch. Oh, he's great. been with us, man. But uh, we miss him too, dude. I I can't wait to get him back. Uh, part of the call, but yeah, he's still a part of it, man. He's not going anywhere. Well, my prayers are with him and, uh, continued, uh, continued success next year. It's, uh, it was yeah, so man. great to see and come back so strong. I just couldn't believe after sitting out, he could put in that many minutes and take that much abuse and overcome everything. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm going to play a lot of that sound coming up here as well, man. Thank you, Alfred, for the phone call. Safe travels over to Dallas for the Cotton Bowl, dude. Thank you. Yep, for sure. For those that didn't get a chance to hear it as well, because Chef Scotty was a sellout last night, another, the eighth of the season. Another sellout. Indeed. Another Which is sellout. awesome. And then, obviously, Friday is a sellout as well. So you have, you know, back-to-back sellouts. You've had a sellout all week. The Pacers, you've had the T-Wolves yesterday, and you're going to have the 76ers being a sellout as well. But here's Todd Graffanini calling Zion's second half. It's pretty unreal. Now down low Zion, bullied up. Reach in on Jaden McDaniels. So two drives into the paint for Z. Two fouls drawn. Now Z in. Oh! He threw it down! Over Gobert with a right hand! 
He just went right around and threw him down. Oh, my goodness. And now Z pushes off on Rivers, lay it in and <laughs> McDaniels. I got to laugh, folks, because McDaniels went back three feet, and Austin Rivers said, do I have to do this? Zion sizing up Knight, splits defenders and one. He just powered through Knight and Reed. Back to Zion, fake a three, spins left, drives in, scooping finger roll layup for Williamson, who's having a whale of a quarter. Kick it out, right corner Trey, drives into the paint, kick it back to Z, left of the top three. Oh my heavens, yes! Minnesota up to 125 to go. Williamson drives. Finger roll in over Gobert. The man is taking over. He's got 38, one below his career high. We're tied at 114. You need a stop. Lefty finger roll layup over the front iron and the square and in. And Zion's got 40. He has just set his career high for the first time in his four-year career. He has hit the 40-point mark. And now a steal. Zion, front court Z, dunked it in. Dunked it in. He took it away from McDaniels, and he flushed it with two hands, and this place has come apart. It was nuts because that wasn't the end either. Still had a hold on D'Angelo for the D'Angelo Russell, sideline left, 3.5 to go. Bounce it into Edwards, drives on Dyson. He will fall away from the baseline and miss it! Pelicans win! Wow, man, it sounds like a playoff. Dude's incredible. The crowd was incredible. Edwards got a look left baseline from about 15 feet and it just was a little too much to the right and it clicked off good job Dyson Daniels defending him exhale baby how about the confidence that Willie Green has in putting the rookie Dyson Daniels on their best shooter when the game is on the line and trusting him here's Zion Williamson on being Ready for winning time. You know, I watch a lot of old school players, and I like to break, try to figure out their mindsets, and all their mindsets was the same. People remember winners. So, you know, whenever that time comes for me to be done with the game of basketball, I want, to be able, I want people to say that he was a winner. And CJ looked at me and said, you want to be great, just, it's time to step up. And that was all the motivation I needed. Pretty incredible when you – um Think about that. I, and I love C.J. McCollum at the end of the day when he was asked about Zion's night. He had this to say. Yeah, that was, that was very impressive. Um, the energy he played with, obviously, the ability to, to finish around the basket. You know, he you know, like really had a diverse play calling down the stretch. Um, <laughs> get the ball to Z and get the ball away. But I thought he did a great job of, of commanding double teams, finishing around the basket. And he played with energy, you know, to, to do what he did tonight in 33 minutes, right? Like, shows you fresh out of COVID, um, how good he is, but also, 
um, the motor, the conditioning, the ability to finish, you know, the steal down the stretch of the game was a huge play. Probably the most important play of the game. Obviously, he had a big three. He did some stuff around the basket, made some great passes, but that steal was huge for us. He gave us extra possession, he gave us a lead, and then gave us a chance to get a stop. We didn't, and then we uh, ended up getting a foul in the next possession. But I think, you know, he's just showing the strides that he's taking, the growth, um, his ability to kind of understand the game and adapt as the game goes on, and ability to turn the switch on. It was, it was very impressive tonight. You know, what's interesting, you, you hear him saying that. There's Saints fans right now going, they wish they had that same kind of play calling when it comes to Alvin Kamara. Just give it to Alvin and get out of the way. Yeah, man. Oh, man. You but know, no, I, I love you know, CJ saying that. Go ahead. What is going to, you know, we've got, we're talking about, you know, Zion bullying his way. Yeah. Is the NBA going to start listening to the whining from other teams and start making it more difficult on him like they were earlier in the season. I think you know, I they think weren't the, calling no, the fouls. Yeah, I, I think the more he plays the way he plays, right. it's going to be just fine. Yeah, I just don't trust the I NBA. think he's going to get the calls now. I mean, again, when Referees. you're a bonafide superstar, my man is, yeah. um, the calls come. Yeah, I mean, he just ran through my guy, took the ball. He's playing football. We playing basketball. We can't touch him or guard him, so... Good for him. I mean, that's kind of a whine. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> D'Angelo yeah. Russell not happy. I love it because we ran yeah. through him. I, I saw a different steal. I didn't see him run through him. And, you know, again, um, it, it was the type of game, too. The type of win that was important. And I love what he said. He was asked about this game being chippy. And it was. Listen to what he said. We need games like that. Um, sometimes those fouls get called. Sometimes they won't. But uh, I think it's just how we respond to it. I think even though it looked like we were down most of the game, I think we responded to it very well. CJ McCollum said the same thing. Willie Green said the same thing, that games like that are good for both teams. Right? Starting to get that yeah. sense and taste. And, yeah. Scotty, I was looking at it and during the game. I'm texting Todd upstairs and talking to Joe in the radio booth. And we're like, dude, you're – you're going to get teams' best shots. The T-Wolves had come in losing three, want to end that losing streak. They're now the team that Pels and Pels fans used to go, hey, let's measure and see how we are against right. the Suns. Oh, oh, it's first place Golden State. Now when they're playing, like Philadelphia, which, by the way, has been here already a day. Doc Rivers was in the building yesterday, so they're going to be nice and rested. Um, they know they're playing the number one team in the Western Conference. I mean, it's you're going to get everybody's best shot from here on out. Philadelphia got here yesterday. Yes, but I love it from the standpoint. Okay, I love it from the standpoint. Ready? Yep. You're getting ready for the playoffs now in December. It's great. No doubt. This kind of stuff is absolutely going to come back. No doubt. And you remember in that four game losing streak, you heard while you were in Jamaica. C.J. McCollum said, hey, this is fine. This is going to pay dividends. Losing those close games, knowing what it's going to be like in clutch because I'm going to come back at 2.30 after we talk with Chris Blair. And Zion specifically mentions how being calm in moments like that is key. Trey Murphy said it. Why he played well yesterday. He was calm. It's because they've been playing in a lot of these games that you and I, the palms are sweaty. They're relaxed. And that's why I think they're a championship contender. Chris Blair, voice of the Tigers next on ESPN New Orleans.
Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. LA20-11134. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-687-5192. That's 800-687-5192. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-687-5192. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill <laughs> on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Hannibal has the ball in his hands, just right in the mid-circle. Out to defend is Davis. They took Black off of Hannibal, put him on somebody else. It's Davis. Hannibal drives to the basket again. Up and under, right to left. He gets it to go. 58-55 LSU with 30 seconds to play. Unbelievable performance by the Tigers on a hardwood. Uh, what a night. I, I'm getting into the car. Curse player, voice of the LSU Tigers, having just been a part of what we saw in the Smoothie King Center with Zion and Appels, and I got to listen to the end of that game, the Tigers. Beat the number nine team in the country in Arkansas. Great night of hoops in the state, huh? Not a bad night indeed, guys. Certainly was great to be inside the Maribyrn Center last night. It was loud. It was electric. And, you know, Matt McMahon and his team delivered. Um, you know, it, I mentioned it several times after the game. Uh, LSU now 2-15 and 15 in SEC openers against ranked teams. And that's the highest ranked team they've ever defeated to start conference play. The last one was number 13, Florida, and that came back in 1995. So it was a a signature win for Matt McMahon and his team, but uh, also an historic win as well. 
you know, a couple of things stand out in terms of stats. And we just heard the Hannibal, um, you know, highlight there and how big he was with his 19 points. But Arkansas is a pretty good team, man. To hold them to 36%, does that tell the story of the Tigers' defense? Because I didn't see it, or was it an off night for them? No, I think indeed. I mean, I think that's one of the variables you look at, Gus, that, you know, determined the victory for LSU last night. I mean, number one, they held them down in the field goal stat. But more importantly, they forced the Razorbacks to become a three-point shooting team. And they came into this matchup, one of the best in the country, in the paint and at the rim. Shooting threes is not their forte, as they showed us in the first half going 0 for 13. But Coach McMahon, during practice leading up to the game, he told me before the game, they may be able to hit some threes. And when all was said and done, they were 4 of 25. Uh, but Matt said, we're going to try to force them to work the shot clock, work in the half-court set, make them shoot threes, uh, and not allow them to get into the paint, into the rim, and also not allow them to get out and run. This is a team that loves to get fast break points. They're one of the tops in the country, averaging 14 points per game in the fast break. They had, uh, I think, six total on 10 turnovers last night. So LSU did a bunch of things defensively. It was a master class in how to defend this Arkansas team based on their talent, based on their roster. And I have to believe that every other coach in the SEC is going to value the tape from last night's game because it really was the way to stop the Razorbacks. Chris, what was the expectation level this year? Because I sat down before I started the show and Scott and I were talking about you know, they're 12 and 1, getting that win. I'm like, man, I, I don't know if this was the expectation level with everything in the history of LSU basketball had to go through in the last year and a half, right? And the players and coaches and all of that. You just don't know if it's, if it's going to be something that you can think of, you know, postseason player things of that nature. But I, I gotta imagine a start like this and to see coach's reaction in that building, the amount of fans and him going into the student section like that. It, I don't, I can't think of a better start, man. No, it's really impressive. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the second uh, best, I guess now the best start to a uh, season under a first-year coach. Trent Johnson, I think, uh, got off to an 11-1 start, um, you know, in his first year. But, you know, yeah, I think the expectations were to be competitive, to come out and fight, put a product on the floor that people would at least come enjoy seeing. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, it all starts really with, Scott Woodward, our athletic director. I mean, if you think about the complete overhaul of football and what Brian Kelly has done, considering everybody thought LSU would be lucky to win five or six games this year, they go on to win the SEC West, they play for an SEC title, and they've got a chance to pick up 10 wins coming up uh, early next week. Same thing applies, I think, to Matt McMahon, another great hire uh, by Scott Woodward and his staff, uh, a guy that understands the game, understands his roster. I mean, when you watch that game last night, and you look at the four and five stars, freshmen and sophomores and juniors and even seniors that are on that team for Coach Musselman in Arkansas, and you compare that, again, on paper uh, to the team that LSU is putting out there, uh, they just impose their will on, I think, on paper, again, a much more talented team. Uh, and that's a credit to Matt McMahon and his staff. Look, they played 11 players last night. Sean Phillips, yeah. the big seven-footer, he hadn't played in eight games, and he had to come in when the confusion arose that K.J. Williams had three fouls, when in fact he only had two. K.J., your leading scorer, only played nine minutes in the first half. And they go down the bench to the big Sean Phillips and say, hey, guy, we need you to protect the paint, protect the rim. And he got a big-time block right at the goal 
uh, in his time on the floor. So everybody contributed, and I think all of the levers that were pulled, all the buttons that were pushed in that game last night is a big credit to Matt McMahon and his staff. Um, so to answer your question, expectations, I think, at this point, they have exceeded them. Now, we've just started SEC play and a long way to go. But if you're not pleased with the performance and the effort and the toughness of this basketball team, then you're not paying attention. Yeah, that's why I wanted you on, man, to kind of give us some some context to it, right? Speaking with Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Tigers, Kentucky on Tuesday on the road, 7 o'clock, the next uh, opponent for the basketball team. When it comes to football, sir, we've seen a lot of news leading into the bowl game coming up on Monday. Players coming, going. Keishan Butte yesterday say, hey, we're going to go to the draft. Jaden Daniels coming back. What do you make of those two moves and the importance, perhaps, of Jaden coming back? Well, I think start with Jaden Daniels. I think it is important. You know, I think if you listen to Coach Kelly throughout the season, I had a chance to ask him on a number of occasions about how they handle the decisions that these student-athletes have to make when those opportunities arise. And it's a, as you would imagine, very detailed, very organized. They bring in a lot of experts. They talk one-on-one with each player, show them the options, give them kind of a a preview or a scout, if you will, of where they may end up, uh, whether they would be drafted, whether, whether it would be a combine visit and hope for an undrafted free agency deal. So they, they cover it very in depth. And I think with Jaden Daniels, there's an opportunity to build on this specific season, especially the back half of the year uh, with the way he has played and just getting to know the offense, getting to know the personnel. Um, not that dissimilar to another quarterback here at LSU just a couple of years ago who came in, decided to stay one more year, and we all saw what happened in 2019. So I think it was a good decision for Jaden. And to be honest with you, wasn't that surprised. I really felt like it was in his best interest to play one more year um, and build up his stock for an opportunity to play at the next level. But Keishon Booty, i got to be honest, a couple of weeks ago when he announced he was staying, I think that really stunned a lot of people, myself included. Um, if you've listened throughout the year, most people would tell you, yeah, he's not had the best season. He hasn't had the number of passes that we all thought would be coming his way. Um, but it, did it hurt his draft stock? Maybe a little bit, but now you're talking about, you know, a handful of millions of dollars. And I think we all can admit when you start talking about $1 million, uh, that, that will get your attention. So I was a little surprised that he announced that he was going to stay. Now, what has happened in the last couple of weeks? I have no idea. And frankly, not a big surprise other than you made an announcement two weeks ago. But, uh, um, you know, best of luck to him and uh, we'll see what happens when the draft comes up. And uh, it's just part of the what college football is today. I, I think that, you know, for somebody who grew up loving college football like many of us did, it was a different sport two years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago. I think it's a semi-pro sport now. And you're going to see, as opposed to being locked into the players who in the past would be there two, three years, sometimes four years, I think those days are gone. And I think you have to be more about the team, the brand, and the school more so than the players because they're going to come and go every single year. Rosters are going to be turned over to a certain degree, and that's just the world we live in. Nothing doesn't say it's good or it's bad. It, it just is what it is. Yeah, and, and to your point, you know, you had the transfer portal and what it's, you know, doing, uh, being done now here as well, right? And you kind of wonder how that's going to affect because I, I go back to what Coach Kelly said when he first got there, Chris, and you remember he's like, it's about competition. That's why even though that quarterback room is stacked, 
They recruited another top, you know, yeah. quarterback. They, the receiving room is stacked over the next two classes. They keep re- recruiting the top, you know, receivers in the country. So I, I, I kind of like when he said that. It's, it's about competition. If you don't like it, maybe LSU isn't for you. And he set that standard from the get-go. So that's kind of what you're seeing. Yeah, no, I think, again, it goes to, you know, the experience of Coach Kelly. I mean, as he's told me many times, 30-plus years of head coaching, even in this day and age where things have changed rapidly in the last 12 to 18 months, there's not a whole lot he hasn't dealt with. Uh, and even when maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe they made a decision and it didn't work the way they wanted it to, at least they've learned from that. So from an experience standpoint, I don't think he is going to be held hostage to the whims of 18 to 22-year-olds. There's an opportunity here at LSU. The brand speaks for itself. You're going to be on the biggest stage. You're going to be on television. You're going to get noticed if you come here. Do what is asked of you and perform well. And if you're willing to do all of that and follow the plan, if you will, um, and, and stay in alignment with uh, Coach Brian Kelly and his mission, uh, then you're going to be fine. And if it's not for you, that's fine. There are 300 other schools across the country that would uh, maybe be a better place for you. So I think I think it was by design. I think that's really how he feels. And just more importantly, I think getting that message out there early lets everybody know that uh, this is what the expectations are. So you're not going to be blindsided uh, when you get here and things maybe aren't what you think it should be. Because uh, I think Coach Kelly has been very clear it's his program. It's his vision. And if you want to jump on for the ride, have at it. Let's go win some football games. And along those lines, as we close up with the voice of the LSU Tigers, it's probably why you've heard him speak the way they have leading into this game on Monday, right? They're taking this seriously. This isn't someone, you know, hey, we're supposed to be there or we don't want to be there. We'd rather be somewhere else. The way they sound, the way Coach is speaking and Jaden and all these other guys trying to play as well, man, I – it sure seems like they're on a mission. Well, I think when you look at the opportunity, Gus, to win 10 games this season, that impacts on a number of different levels. It actually transcends more than just wins and losses in a particular year. I go back to what I said earlier. This team was supposed to win five or six, according to the experts. Well, they already exceeded that. But do you want to just rest on having nine wins and beating Alabama at home and winning the SEC West? Or do you want to get that 10th win that symbolically means so much more for the great recruiting class that we just announced last week, for the returning players like Jaden Daniels um, going into the spring of 2023, because it does a lot of things. It gives that, that group of players a lot of confidence. It gives the staff, everybody involved with football, a lot of confidence, another spring in their step. It helps you when you try to go fill those holes in the next coming weeks and months for maybe the transfer portal or even the late signing. Um, and, and beyond that, I think winning the West, getting to 10 wins, suddenly puts LSU right back there on the national scope, which we all know benefits the program in numerous ways. They're going to be talking about them during the spring. They're going to be talking about them in preseason polls. They're going to be talking about them what they'll win, will they be the contender for the SEC West, do they have a chance for the college football playoff. All of that attention is nothing but good for LSU. And frankly, it was something that wasn't talked about in the previous two seasons. And so to get back there, I think the 10 wins is important. Coach Kelly's talked about how important it is, and there's no doubt in my mind that they are going there with the mission to get that 10th victory and finish the year on a high note. 
Chris Blair, voice of the LSC Tigers, had LSC Tigers voice calling a thrilling win last night at PMAC and got the bowl game coming up on Monday, man. Always appreciate the time. Thank you, Chris. You got it, guys. Looking forward to a great weekend. Happy New Year. Everybody be safe out there. Yep. Happy New Year to you as well. Chris you Blair. Know, he, he's awesome. You know, but I was, I, I, I can't ask him his opinion of, of Jaden Daniels coming back. Like well, I have the same opinion. thing I did. Well, so. you're, you're both wrong. Bye-bye. <laughs> Sports Angler gets Angus next on ESPN New Orleans. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job, one made just a bit safer with the help of America's brave military dogs. These dogs, who often take the same risks and make the same sacrifices as our human warriors, keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs, locating enemy positions, and bringing a sense of comfort and home to an almost unimaginable circumstance. Yet, when these brave canine heroes retire, they're not always given the same treatment as our military VIPs, and are too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring home these valiant dogs and reunite them with the people who mean the most to them, their handlers, so they can enjoy happy, healthy, well-deserved retirements. To learn how you can help America's four-footed heroes, visit AmericanHumane.org. I had to leave my parents. I had to move schools. I don't know anyone here. Everything keeps changing. Why is this happening to me? I'm sure glad you're here. Advocate for an abused or neglected child in your community. There's a child in foster care waiting for a CASA volunteer like you. Find a program near you at louisianacasa.org. Sponsored by Louisiana CASA. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Struggle City this morning, Key. Yeah. Max and I have not had our coffee yet. The coffee machine is broken here at the seaport, and I, I don't know what to do. Well, we've ordered coffee. Water, water does not get me to where coffee gets yeah, me water's at great. the top of the morning. You, you drink, know what I mean? The point of water is to is to offset the caffeine from the coffee so that you don't get dehydrated. But water's not going to wake you Key's up. Key's not a coffee guy. Key will have the random Red Bull every once in a while, which I don't know how you do in the morning. Yeah, you don't have caffeine in the morning, Key? I see you with Red Bull. Yeah, but didn't you just hear Jay say every now and then? Yeah, he doesn't do it. Can you hear that, Max? Come on now. Yeah, but I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it plenty of nows. <laughs> I've seen plenty of nows <laughs> with the Red Bull. Yeah, coffee, coffee are for teachers, doctors, things of that nature. Not for me. Oh, coffee can't live without it. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 on the upper cervical family chiropractic hotline. If you'd like to join us, we are live at Katie's, 37-1 Iberville. And still talking about that big win last night. So awesome just to hear. And it was interesting. Zion at halftime had... 10 points. Trade him. Finish with 43. Willie Green. Didn't say much. We watched some film, uh, a few clips, and just talked about, you know, the, the, right now the game is a little funky. 
in terms of uh, our, our rhythm and moving the ball. Uh, we, we just need to be a bit forceful, um, get into our sets, have better execution. You know, I don't know if that's what sparked him or not, but like I said, he, under, he understands the moment. This is what Zion says happened at halftime. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. I just, I want to win. Uh, and I can't just sit here and always say that I want to win. I got to show it. And it was one of those things where, you know, coach, my teammates were just like, hey, go to work. And they, they trusted what I would do with the basketball. So I want to thank them for that. I mentioned it earlier in the show, Chef Scotty. It's incredible. March 4th, last year. March yeah, 4th. That's when the Pelicans won their 15th home game. They won their 15th home game last night. March 4th. And you know what ago. they never were last year? What was that? In what? Contention. First place. No, no, no never. First place. First place. <laughs> That's right. We uh, are in first place. Double checking as of 2.37 p.m. on this Thursday, December 29th. Your Pelicans are in first place of the Western Conference. It's never going to get over. Anytime, especially... Once you get there and then you got out of it, right? Don't you miss looking at the standings and seeing them at the top? I did. I'm, I'm happy today to be able to say oh. they're in first it's place. It's crazy. And I'm also happy for this, too. The connection that I think the rest of the team started to get with this fan base last year, Scott, that we all saw, right, this fan base connect. Yep. Zion didn't get a chance to feel that. I mean, no. towards the end when he came back with the team and he was sitting there watching the game play in the playoffs, but watching in the playoffs and getting the interaction and the feeling. And that's why, to me, that steal and then dunk. This highlight here. And now a steal! Zion! Front court Z! Dunk it in! Dunk it in! He took it away from McDaniels, and he flushed it with two hands, and this place has come apart. I went last night afterwards, and I got a chance to kind of relax and sit at home. Go look at the still photo of that. That's when Zion's yelling like Thanos, you know, I mean, he's like, you know, his mouth is, he's just screaming. Yeah. I love still photos so much in moments like that, because you zoom in and you see the reaction of, all of the other people, kids. I, I gotta see the video men, of it again. Women. I mean, everyone just excited. People in midair jumping, holding their phones, looking. But more importantly, Scott, him right. seeing that, him feeling that, him connecting with that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, it, it, it's awesome. And then you hear him say this after the game. It's the crib. You, it's the fort. You gotta protect your fort. And, you know, I talked about it over the summer. The city deserves this. Uh, you know, the city deserves to have a, a basketball team. Cause, you know, the Saints, they've been holding it down for so many years and you gotta give them that respect. But, you know, the city deserves to have, you know, the Pelicans be great too. Uh, last year, you know, the team started figuring it out towards the end and instead of letting it be like, oh, that was a fluke or, we're happy with that. Nobody was satisfied. Everybody got in the lab. Uh, even me, uh, you know, joining the team back uh, and playing in games, uh, we we want to do something special. I mean, I love hearing that, right? Wanting to do something special, understanding that as well. Yeah. It's um, 
It's incredible. It's incredible to have and to see. And it's just somebody that understands what they need to do. But I, I love what C.J. McCollum was saying about him on his night. And then him telling Zion to go ahead and be great. Playing this game a long time, you know, you see the moments, you understand the importance of certain possessions. Fourth quarter start, I try to be a little bit more aggressive, get us back into it, try to take the lead, knowing that Z's going to be coming back in, back in cleanup. So try to get, you know, established in the game, try to be aggressive and understanding that, you know, they don't have anything for him. So just kind of continue to stay on them, telling them, you know, take your time, you're going to be able to get what you want, read the switches, read the angles, and then go be great. I think that's important. Like, he knows he's a very good basketball player. I think you guys all know that. But sometimes it helps to hear from your teammates the encouragement to understand that the work you put in is going to show. It's going to pay off, but you got to go do it. You've already done the preparation. You've already gotten your free throws in. you got your touch shots in. you got your PD work. You ate at the right time. you got your pregame nap in. Now this is just you showing up, but you got to remember to do what you do in those moments. And I think he did that tonight, and he was great. I'm not going to take credit for him. Like He's out here doing you know, what he's supposed to do with his body. He's doing what he's supposed to do in the game. Games. I'm just here to encourage them and try to put them put them in the, the, the best positions to succeed. It's something that stood out to me there as well. Scott, it's one thing to have the talent and to go out there and just kind of play with it. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's another reason why I think the addition and the signing of C.J. McCollum, we're going to look back at leadership as leadership. such a monumental, monumental. signing on this franchise. Because he's grabbing him and being able to say, look, this is what we need to do and understanding the game. He already has the basketball IQ, to, but, but to have somebody show you how to fuck, you know. And, and look, he's st- he had a nice head start there at Coach K with Duke, right? I mean, you know yeah. that they were kind of in that nature too. Yeah. But I played it earlier when Coach Green said, hey, we showed him some film at halftime. I, I'm sure everybody does it. I know the ability now there in college basketball to be able to instantaneously get highlights and be able to show them. But – that I love that fans get to hear that because you're understanding it's a lot more than just they're just dribbling the basketball up and down the court and trying to score. Like he's being shown what they're doing at halftime. He can adjust to it now on the court. It, but it also tells you this organization has a plan, man. Like and the way they're coaching, the way they're running it, it's so nice to just be able to sit there and go to the game and watch it and trust that they know what the heck they're doing. The most important I mean, thing really the staff does, knows what the heck they're other doing. Other than, you know, lead the team. And, sure. But they start a game, they come with a game plan against whoever they're playing, and then they adjust to that game plan to get the ball to whoever has the hot hand. And, you know, every night it seems like there's someone different that's coming out. And, you know, like last year it was a lot of Brandon Ingram winning games for us, you know, and C.J. McCollum, because that was a crucial trade. It really was. I mean, the best thing that ever happened to this team was Anthony Davis leaving <laughs> to the whole organization. It's, it's why I've said. And it's I, incredible. I, I'm and it's not, so I'm awesome not, to watch the Lakers suck. The next no, time, they, when, thank you. When the cheer, Lakers cheer show up and he's right. sitting there in street clothes, right. street clothes, everyone just stand up and right. just start applauding. Right. And, and say thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Right, right, just, right. Thanks. He won't know. Thanks for leaving. <laughs> exactly. That's all, folks. Yeah. That's Good. all, Take folks. Take my Thanks talent. Did you yeah. see? Uh, did you see the Lakers lost last night? Yeah, of course. Poor Labubu. They really. Suck. Did you see what Labubu said? I hope they don't get Trey Young. Oh, uh, well, there was okay. some talk about Trey Young. They don't have any picks. Atlanta may not want him. No. They may not like what he's doing over there, but they're right. not going to give him away. What is he doing wrong? Trey? 
Uh, they're not winning. See what I just pointed to? Yeah. Yeah. It's head on a, games. On a second coach where he doesn't care for um, Yeah, that's a problem. No, man. I, I Look, I, I love the fact. But this is what I was trying to tell you about staying poised. I mean, it's just basketball executing. Not letting your emotions uh, dictate your next mover. Dictate your emotions in the sense of causing you to turn the ball over or not shoot a shot that you probably hit 90% and and not feel the same. Uh, it's just staying calm, coming together as a team, and executing. I love that. Trey Murphy said the same thing yesterday. It's, it's staying calm. Why did he play well? Aaron Aaron Summers was talking to him in the radio interview, and he was saying the same thing. He's like, look, I, I played well today because I'm, I'm just calm. I'm just This team is playing in these games, and it's helping them. Coach Green actually talked about that and the ability to be able to play in games like this. And here's the other thing. 11 starting lineups. Yeah, and, and, 11 starting 20, lineups and 22 wins. I mean, 22 wins. It, it's, this team is, what are they right now, guys? First place. First place for the Western there. Conference. It's extremely important. It's important for, for him. It's important for, for all of our guys. Like I said before, we're, we're not even uh, fully healthy uh, as a unit yet. So, um, I think I speak for our whole group that we're extremely proud of what we're doing. We know we have a long ways to go. We know there be there, there will be some adjustments, but when Zion does what he did tonight, um, it makes everybody on our team better. What it also does is it makes you a championship contender. What yeah. he did last night makes you a championship contender. When you have a player. Yes. And he's an MVP candidate. That can will your team, grab your team, and put it into the win column single-handedly. And here's why I I also say it. There's a difference between him, even Tatum and Booker and some of these other guys that are legit MVP candidates and stuff. You know what he's not dependent on? A jump shot. He had one shot outside the paint yesterday. Do you know what it was? Do you know what it was? That three-pointer. Three-pointer. That's it. Scott, the point that I'm making is, how do you stop that? You see what I'm getting at? Like, right. teams, like, he can do that whether or not his shot is on or not. He hadn't even worked on his shot just yet and gotten to that. And you keep hearing CJ and others saying, hey, team, Trey Murphy said he's like, teams are going to give you that space, that three, and all those different aspects of it. So he's only going to get better once he can start shooting from the outside. Now, granted, but point is, you don't need to. But that's what I said in the postgame yesterday to Todd. What's, what makes him a championship caliber team. Man, you get excited team. about this team. Well, no, because Did you get excited like this sense. about the Saints when they it were It makes winning? sense because how do you stop that? You that, that well, that when you can have a go-to, it's happening, stop it, guy, and you don't. That will keep you in games. Period. Guts. You know what I notice about winners like the Pelicans? They don't disappear when they go on a little losing streak. No. But I've noticed it. Where's Roy? You know what? I'm, I'm looking around right now. I you know I don't see. Roy. I haven't heard the it Miami Vice. It is Thursday. I haven't heard the Miami Vice thing. We haven't heard from him in weeks. What are they on a four or five game losing streak? Coincidentally, this is the third Thursday we have not seen Roy. It's amazing. Nice. Oh, and coincidentally, oh, that's right. He owes me a bet. <laughs> we'll probably never see him again. Oh, there it is. Final session next on ESPN New Orleans. Today's Medical Minute is provided to you by Thibodeau Regional Health System.
Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the Director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury? Or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment, individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines, and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today, 985-493-4501. The Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine. This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Health System, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle and get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Welcome back. Sports Hangover final segment here from KD. D'Angelo Russell, sideline left. 3.5 to go. Bounce it into Edwards. Drives on Dyson. He will fall away from the baseline and miss it! Pelicans win! Crowd erupts! Unbelievable! Indeed. Uh, here's C.J. McCollum on how big that win was. Ugly game, but you got to be able to win ugly games. I think that's a sign of growth. I think we probably would have lost this game last year. Um, you know, get off to a bad start, you know, getting down you know, eight, nine points, not getting stops. I think that's the sign of a good team, being able to figure out ways to win ugly games. You know, obviously we're still missing some players, but we haven't made excuses about injuries or guys not being in rotation. We just figure out ways to win games, and I think that's important. And every game is important, especially at home. you got to win games at home. you got to give yourself a chance uh, at home. you got to win 30-plus games at home throughout the season. And if you want to win 50 wins, that gives you a better opportunity. So I think that's the, the mentality for me is Win as many as you can at home. You know, we got a five and seven stretch. We're in the middle of a five and seven, you know, three and five with a back to back. So you got to win at home and you got to be teams, you know, in the Western Conference. Yeah. I think the other thing that's important as well that you hear CJ McCollum say is um, the fact that Zion being the way he is, it, it makes this team a very unique team and try to defend. I don't know. I ain't never seen nothing like him. Um, I don't play with different types of players, you know, scorers, guys. Um, who scoring a variety of ways, but never someone who's so paint dominant, right? Like everything is predicated on drives to the paint, spinning, finishing, finesse, strength, dunked, dunked on their center a couple times, dunked on the wings, and then, you know, the ability to, to make the right plays and, and be able to handle and move that the way he does, the fluidity in his movements, but also the body control and the jumps. Like I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I don't know if we will. 
see somebody with that strength, that power, that speed, with the ability to still, you know, jump east and west. You know, he can jump straight up. He can jump east and west and finish, which is tough and makes it hard for defenses to guard him. No doubt. Willie Green kind of echoes those comments saying that he is helping the Pels maybe take that next step. It's extremely important. It's important for, for him. It's important for, for all of our guys. Like I said before, we're, we're not even uh, fully healthy uh, as a unit yet. So um, I think I speak for our whole group that we're extremely proud of what we're doing. We know we have a long ways to go. We know there be, there, there will be some adjustments. But when Zion does what he did tonight, um, it makes everybody on our team better. Yeah, I, I can hear that over and over again because, Chef Scotty, it's why I think they were a championship contender. I, you know, you keep saying that. Yeah. I've been saying that. What are you talking about? You wanted to trade him last Dude, year. No, 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 no. You wanted no. to trade him. No, 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 but I said early in the season. You said he could have come over. When everyone was saying, you, and then you were this, team is a, this team will be a top six seed. And I'm going, this team's a top two, three seed. Yeah. And now I'm saying we're going to win the West. Well, I definitely think they're a top four seed. Even if we have injuries, this team can still win the West. Bingo. It and doesn't look, matter. The ability to be able to host the first round would be right. magnificent for Magnific- sure. No um, sir, we will be over at Francesca yes. next Thursday. Looking forward to that. Always yes, love the deli. Um, and then, of course, here, if you want to come by Katie's, when is the, the special pizza night again? Tonight. Tonight? $12 pizzas. $12 pizzas? Like the burger with all of the meat and everything? Yes. Everything but the seafood pizzas. I think the 15. Okay. And then Wednesday night, steak, steak and martini night on Wednesday nights. Don't forget. Yeah. Can we do the show here on steak and martini night? I love me some martinis. Yeah, we could do the show here every day. And if I you love want. me some steak. But you're not going to leave your house. You know, you say that. What are you talking about? I, I'm never home. I leave my house mm-hmm. often. But where do you do the show other than when you do remotes? Here, like right. here and Josh. The house. See? Well, that's my studio. That's where I'm at. I'd like to come sometime. You're more than welcome to. Yeah. You can sit right next we to Carver's. We could do it in Connor and Dad's man cave at my house. We can absolutely do that Freaking as well. Cool, man. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Love you, bro. See you. All right. Matt Muscone, after further review, is next. Thank you, buddy. Thank you to everybody that tuned in. Boiler.